Hey gang, it's John. Thank you for listening to another Deep Dive. This time we are welcoming back the fantastic Genya Raven. Genya was on here five or six years ago, and uh, she just has the greatest personality. Body and bluesy and blunt and out there. She's so fantastic. They recently re-released two of her solo albums from the late 70s. 1979's And I Mean It, and then 1978's Urban Desire, and that's the one we're deep diving here today. This album, if you like that glam rock sound of the late 70s, mixed with Phil Spector's girl groups, think of things like Ian Hunter and Mick Ronson, and what they were doing at the time, her albums are right up there. You will not believe how fantastic they are, especially Urban Desire, which we're talking about here. Now, there's a running joke here. When, when Genya was on years ago, I had been reading her book, and the cover of her book is a collage of pictures of her. A lot of them are super attractive. And the main one on there is her kind of in a midriff. And I made the joke when we talked before that I felt that I had been staring at her belly button for weeks because I was reading the book to get ready to talk to her. And so that becomes kind of a running joke throughout this conversation. <laughs> and when we get together and talk, we just kind of act like... I don't know, kind of horny sex kids or something like that. So anyway, if you're thinking, boy, this is a little out there, that's why. It's kind of an inside joke between the two of us. Also, I want to say I, I had to record this on my phone. Zoom wasn't going to work for us that day. And the songs are out of order that we ta- in the order that we talk about them. But please get your hand on hands on at least Urban Desire. It's out on vinyl and CD, as is and I mean it. I think you'll love it. Here she is. Well, so let's talk about this. You got your two, yes. those two great solo albums are now out on CD and vinyl. I was supposed to get, I don't collect vinyl, so they were sending me copies yes. of the CDs, but I haven't gotten them yet. But anyway, I, yet. I bought them when we first talked the first time on iTunes. Ah. I've had them for a while. I love them. They're my, you know, they seem to be my favorite albums, yeah. except for Undercover. you got to hear Undercover. Ooh, I... I think I did when we talked before. If I oh, haven't, okay. I will check it out for sure. for sure. All right. If you don't, let me know. I'll, I'll okay. send it to you via Dropbox or Ooh, something. You know? I would love okay. that. Yes. Yeah, why not? You know, yeah. I can send you a couple of things I know you haven't heard because, you know, <laughs> I don't, I put them out myself, you know, so how are you going to hear them? You know, are you going to yeah, want them too? I would love yeah, that. Especially Cheesecake Girl. Oh, yeah. Well, you sent me your book. Yeah. I read it. I read it to get ready to talk to you the first time. I love that book. Yeah. yeah, the book is cool. But Cheesecake Girl is all about the chapters in my life uh, and, and oh. songs that go to all the chapters. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, I mean, It is. It's like a soundtrack to my book, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I love that yeah. book, and I loved how, um, well, first of all, how open and honest you were about everything, your sexuality. Everything. The, mm-hmm. your, your career, the singing. There were yes. pictures in the book of you all painted up. You would just go on stage that without was, a yeah. shirt on, but you would paint the front of your body so that it looked yeah. like you had a shirt on. Yes, and, uh, right. The, the lighting guy put the red lights on, and there was yes. no more outline. It was no. like I was standing there in jeans only, <laughs> which wasn't terrible. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to send you a killer shot. As Ooh, do. You know, I'm sending you a killer shot. Yeah. Do it. You know what else I realized, Kenya? I think what? shortly after we talked the first time, I think you got married. You had been with your boyfriend in New York for a long time, right? Do I have this right? <laughs> Well, I got married three years ago. 
Okay. So we talked yes. probably four or five years ago. Right. And okay. I was with the guy. I was with him uh, for at least 15 years. That's what I thought. So, okay. you know, when I, yeah. I had a birthday and I said, oh, I'm going to die. I'm over the hill. Blah, blah, blah. And he said, no fucking way. And he didn't say it quite that way. Right, I didn't say right. It that way. But he said, uh, please marry me. And, oh. You know? And I thought, what the hey? I've been yeah. with him so long, you know? Yeah. He's proven himself 20 times over. That is you great. Know? And, you know, I was so busy with my life. I forgot yeah. to have a family, you know? It was yeah. just like really... Uh, yeah, but anyway, well, that's good. I'm that's happy. good. Things are good. Perfect. I'm working with little Steven. I love it. Yes. You know, yes, everything you is good. Everything is yeah. good, baby. How about yourself? Everything's good here too. I, uh, you, yeah. we have. I have three kids, and the oldest two are teenagers. And, oh my uh, goodness! I it, love um, it. We're entering a whole new period of life because. Yeah. They have, like, they both have jobs, they have friends. Yes. They have, they oh, that's like my niece. Yeah, yes. same thing. So every oh, night it is me and my wife carpooling three kids to five different activities, you know? And it, can you pick them up from this so that I can take this one here, but then I'm going to need you to pick them up so I can drive yeah. them here. Yeah, this is yeah, every yeah. day of our life now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. they're going to get very independent. They're still living yeah. home. Yeah, 16, well, 14, and 11. So, yeah, a couple oh, more years. Oh, honey, they're going to be they're gonna be home for a while, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait till they're out on their own and have their cars and everything oh. else. That won't be happening. You'll, you'll, I know. you'll just be wonderful. <laughs> I you'll know. be so happy you won't know what to do with yourself. It's, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about urban desire. So that's what, yeah. what I wanted to do. One little bit of trivia I emailed you about a year or two ago. I'm watching yeah. this kind of obscure movie from the 80s called Surrender that features Sally Field, Michael Caine, and Steve Gutenberg. Oh, you sent me the picture of my yes. album on the... <laughs> yes. yes, there's a scene yes. where Michael Caine is in Sa Sally Field's house and her yeah. records are lined up and your album is at the top at the front <laughs> of the pile. But you know the director did that on purpose. That's not of random. Of course he did. That he put that there on purpose. I know. I know. It's very exciting. I, yeah. you know, I'll tell you what's even more exciting is that I have a very well-known movie star that I cannot uh, say about, uh, mm. tell you her name because it's part of my contract until okay. she puts it out, uh, until she gets it together. They want to do a film on my book. Really? Good. Based on my book, yeah. Good. So she's got a year and a half to run it. And, okay. uh, you know, she's a hot lady. She's uh, pretty hot in Hollywood, and I have a feeling it's just going to happen, you know. Okay. So this is exciting. That is and, great. Yes. You know, so there's a lot of irons in the fire, John, you know. Right. It's yes. It's the old game of sitting and waiting for it to happen. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't sit and wait. But no, you're very busy in the meantime. I got stories up the yin-yang with that I bet one. you do. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so here's the deal. It comes out in 1975, or right. sorry, 1978. Uh, 70, right. Yep, 78, and uh -huh. you produced it. And one yes. thing that anytime I have, because we've had this podcast now for over eight years, and anytime I talk to a woman who has produced herself, like Paula Cole yeah. or Maya Sharp, I always right. mention you, because you were the first that I knew of who was a woman 
producing rock music like this. Rock music like that, and also the Dead Boys. And, yes, uh, of course. You know, Ronnie Spector. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Phil Spector wanted to do it with me. I said, no way. He said, well, what are you, a singer or a producer? I said, wake up and smell the 90s. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, you know who so, else I talked to recently was Ed Stasium, and we mentioned you, too, because I think he engineered this album with you, Stasium? Right? Yeah. No, he didn't engineer it, but I did work with him a lot. He did okay. not engineer it. He engineered maybe two sessions of it. Okay. I'm okay. not sure. I had a, you know, I was on downtime during this yeah. album. Oh, so, why? in other words, media sound, I was not paying. I, they oh. gave me a deal that I could come in when they're not using the studio. You okay. know, media sound was the hottest studio in the world at that time. Yes. From Cool and the Gang to Sly and the Family. You know, I mean, it was yes. a busy studio. So, we used to grab the time, but meanwhile, I kept my, my musicians in rehearsal with me. Good. So we were hot to trot all the time. And that's why that album took a year, too. Oh, okay. We didn't have a label at the time. So, oh, my God, okay. you, uh, you know, the crisis. Oh, my God, the 20th century, what they did to me. It's awful. I was climbing the charts, John, mm -hmm. with And I Mean It. I know I don't want to go into And I Mean It now. No, but that's fine. Uh, I was climbing the charts. We were the most added albums, um, me and Springsteen, were the most uh, added albums on radio. In the middle of it climbing, finally, into the yeah. charts, yeah. what happens? They fold. Oh. I get a phone call from the guy that was doing the promo. He goes, Genya, are you sitting down? He says, you're not going to believe this. With your album climbing and getting all the attention it's getting, it's not going to happen. Oh, They're selling no. out to RCA, which is where I, I got my uh, my uh, T-shirts for my record uh -huh. company, my own record company, Polish Records, after that. That uh -huh. says, who do I fuck to get off this label? <laughs> you know, and everybody <laughs> loved it. The DJs loved it. I could have made money, a ton of money. Screw the singing. I could have sold t-shirts. I could have been a contender. That is so funny. I could have funny. been a schmata person on 37th Street selling t-shirts. Oh, my God. You picked the wrong career. Yeah, I picked the wrong career on one roller skate. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't want to give me two of them. No, yeah, Do you remember who else was recording in the studios uh, next to you at that time? Yeah. Yeah, at that time, it was Ian Hunter with Ooh, Nick Ronson, yeah. which is how he wound up on my yep. uh, on one of the my shows one. there. You know, yeah, yep. junk band. Um, but, well, no, Lou Reed came in, especially for this session. Never yeah. I was going to say Lou Reed was working there, but no. Um who else was there? Oh, Aerosmith was there. Really? At the time, okay. yeah. Okay. Spoke to Tyler. He was pretty out there. But we were all, yeah. listen, 70s were very good to all of us, you know? Of course. Of course, yeah. yeah thank God when, we're still alive. That's all no I No joke. When the album yeah. came out, did you have any kind of a release party? Were you on yes. tour? What did you do to yes. celebrate? Uh, well, did you hear about my campaign? I don't think I have. Campaign for my record, Urban Desire. No. They, my campaign was all about, <laughs> very sexual. 
Uh-huh. It was on buses in New York City as well. I used to be embarrassed walking down the street because there's my picture in front uh-huh. of a guy jerking off behind my album. And it says, everybody's very excited about Kenya Raymond. <laughs> 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 and that was my campaign. It was the best. Black <laughs> Davis, I heard, had a meeting saying that is not the way people are supposed to do things in this industry. Yeah, fuck off. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, oh, Jesus. That is great. It was, it, it was a great campaign. Believe it or not, the dirty, disgusting subways said they can't do it. It's too close to porn. <laughs> what? The cover of Urban Desire? Yeah. Oh, well, come on. Well, no, the the campaign. Oh, the campaign, guy, yeah. He was, in yeah. fact, a porno guy, I found out, from France. Because yeah. oh, I asked my photographer, I said, who is that guy? He's mm-hmm. perfect. You know, yeah. oh, oh, John, you never saw any of those? You've got to look for them on the net. Urban Desire, you know, look for the promotion. I will. I'll Google it right when we're done. Everybody was talking about it. And you never saw the dude's face. You just saw his black (laughs) jeans with my album in front of his crutch. Crutch. (laughs) Not his crutch. Crushes for now. It's crutch. Yes. Anyway, it's crutch. That's great. It was wonderful. Everybody was getting excited okay. about Jenny Raven. It was wonderful. I'll look it up. And that was my idea. Yeah. Ooh. So this yeah, whole marketing campaign and yeah. the whole production and everything else was totally by idea. Oh, and 20th great. Century was a new label at the time. And the guy that was running it, bless his heart, Harvey Cooper, he loved it all. So Good. I got the right label at the time, you, you did. know? You did. That's it it should have been huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Which yeah. is why, and I mean it, was climbing the charts because of yeah. what what the, uh, the reception Urban Desire got, you know? Yeah, I agree. And then, yeah, and so let me tell you a story about Lou Reed. Please. Okay. When, I think it was in my book, but I'm not sure, uh, I, my guitar player, Richie Fliegler, was working with uh, uh, Lou Reed at... Uh, uh, on some of the gigs, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I was waiting for uh, Van Morrison to get off the road to sing with me on mm-hmm. uh, Jumpman. Really? Um, oh yeah, and and uh, so, but he was going to be another three months. Now, by this time, I'm not doing downtime in the studio. We're actually paying for the studio mm-hmm. because now we're with a label, you know, and yeah. they were paying for it. So. Uh, I said, I can't wait that long, so let me see, who can I get, who can I get? And I'm still thinking, and, I, you know, I did both parts because that song was just very dear to me. I should have listened to the junk man. I mean, I didn't have to have a guy singing on it with me. But anyway, so Mick Ronson comes waltzing in. They hear this in the hallway at media, and Mick Ronson came in first, and he went, what's that, what's that? And I said, that's mm-hmm. on my album, it's, it's called Junk Man. I should have listened to the Junk Man, and uh, I'm waiting for Van Morrison, but I don't think he's going to make the record. You know, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to look for somebody else. You know, never mm-hmm. thinking Ian Hunter. You know, if yeah. anything, uh, you know, if it was Bowie or you know, someone right. I knew that you know, but I never thought Ian Hunter. Well, make make basically, Edney said, please let him have a shot at this. 
Really? Because apparently Ian fell in love with that song yeah. and wanted to do it really bad. And my friend wrote it, and, you know, and they, it was not going to go to anybody else but me. So anyway, um, I let him have a shot. This is out of respect. You know, one sure. artist to another. And, and Ian Hunter is no one to sneeze at, you know I mean? So right. Anyway, I had uh, printed out the lyrics for Mick Hunter, uh, for, uh, um, for both of them. I was telling you right. about... Uh, Sam, now I'm getting confused. I was telling you about Lou Reed, of course. Yes. So, wait a minute. Okay, now let me get off of... Uh, no, you went to, and, and then it was Van Morrison, I Colorado. Colorado. It's right? yeah. which means red in Spanish. It was about my first Puerto Rican boyfriend. My first really? boyfriend was Puerto Rican from the Lower East Side. He had red hair, so everybody called him Colorado. Oh, I've always now, wondered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> it makes sense now, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, so, yes. Lou never even knew that. And he's singing Colorado, like it's a <laughs> town, you know, like it's a state. <laughs> anyway, but it's okay. Dig this. Uh -huh. so Lou comes in. I have the lyrics in front of me. And I have the melody playing for him. And I have, uh, I had, had the engineer. I told my engineer, and I always say that to engineers. When I'm in a recording studio with anybody, you press record. No matter whether I'm talking, no matter what I'm doing, the minute I'm there and there's a mic on, you record it. Yes. I'll tell you what we can get rid of. Yes. You know, I'm paying for the tapes, you know, right. I mean, right. you just press record. Anyway. So I said to Lou, you know, he said, uh, I said, it's I Colorado, but he, he Clayton didn't understand that, and I wasn't going <laughs> to make things more difficult for him, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I give him the lyric. I said, I sing this part. This is the part you sing. I sing this part. This is the part. So we've got two mics set up in this big studio, uh, Studio A, which is what happens to be the biggest studio they have there. Mm -hmm. So Lou is on one side, and I knew he'd feel better. You know, being an artist makes me a better producer, I have to tell you, because I get the best out of my guys. I get the Great. best out of them. So Lou's on one side, I'm on the other side. I knew this eased his uh, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so the track starts to play, and I come in, uh, you know, to, I, and he comes in with, I'm so tired of your lying, trying to paint a pretty picture. Boy, it's downright embarrassing to me. I know you're a hitter from the corners of the city, just a cool Puerto Rican on the scene. He goes, I put myself out on the table, and for one time I was able to get it up on the roof and just do. But I'm always getting wasted by the man I call my best friend. I knew right there and then that this is the take. Yeah. And I'm looking at the engineer like, you better be. What is that motherfucker? Because, you know, when musicians think too much about what they're doing, it yeah. slowly degresses. Yeah. Okay, yeah. slowly. Mm -hmm. You got to catch them on an upswing. I did the whole Dead Boys <laughs> album that way. Good. If it's rock and roll, it's got to rock, okay? That's right. So anyway, by the time we're done, the whole song, and I was so fucking happy. John, I knew uh -huh. I had it. I yeah. knew I had the Lou Reed, fucking Lou Reed. Yeah. And he was so nervous about singing with me. He wouldn't say it, but I knew it, uh -huh. you know, that he was nervous. So after we did it, he goes, I think I got it now. 
So oh. I look at the, uh, <laughs> no, I think I got it. Let me do it. Now I got it. Uh, and I said, out of respect, like I did with Ian Hunter, uh-huh. I said, out of respect, sure. I'll go in the other room. You'll have my vocals. You don't even have to, you know, look. Uh-huh. I don't have to be out here. Go for it. Every take he did lost more and oh, more. I did three takes with him. I said, Lou, you got to come in and hear the take I love. And I mm-hmm. played the first take. Didn't even tell him that it was the first take. I said, this is the vocal. Right. He said, yeah, it, it does sound good. I said, Lou, this was the first thing you sang. <laughs> I did the same thing with Mick Ronson, and I also did that with Ian Hunter. Do Genius. it fast, do it excited, Genius. and they don't know what hit them. Yes. You know, it's like, yes. I need an audience, too, and I yeah. become their audience, you know? Yes. That is so uh, wise. Good oh move. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the same. Now, with Mick Ronson on Junkman, Bless his soul. Oh, what a great guy he was. i got to tell mm-hmm. you, what a sweetheart yeah. he was. I've heard that from everybody. Oh, my yeah. God. Just one of the nicest guys you've ever want to meet, Mick Bronson. So, mm-hmm. anyway, Mick goes in, and I said, I want a really screaming guitar solo, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And, again, out of respect, I had him do three takes. Well, mm-hmm. I did the intro I took from the first cut. The middle part I took from the second cut, well, no, the third cut, and then the last part I took from the second cut and put them together, and it's a fucking killer solo. You know so I mean? good. You know. So good. I mean, yes. you know, so, and the I next thing I hear when they come and hear the final mix, they go, this chick knows what she's doing. I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh, Tell yeah. me about Jerry's Pigeon. Uh, that, uh, you co-wrote that song. I don't know. I'm trying I wrote to look it. up. I wrote it. Oh. You know, I always like to give a little credit to somebody that's yes. uh, putting the chords down for me. I yes. wrote the whole thing. I wrote the, you know, the, the melody and the lyrics. Okay. It's all about my childhood on Rivington Street. You know, I mm-hmm. there was a guy called Jerry that used to be on the roof in the tenement where I lived when I was a, mm. a kid. And... Uh, he used to have pigeons, and honing mm-hmm. pigeons, you know, where mm-hmm. they leave and then they come back. And yeah. anyway, uh, so that song was about him, but I I kind of put it like Jerry's pigeons are above us all, meaning, you know, we all get crapped on. Yes. You know, yes. so that was the message for Jerry's pigeons. Okay. You know? um, yes. I listen to that song, and it sounds like a white Darlene Love fronting. Singing with with Springsteen, <laughs> singing yeah. with singing on with the E Street Band and produced by Jim Steinman. That's kind of what that sounds like to me. Yeah, really? That's yeah. so funny. That's very funny. Uh, you know, Eddie Money wanted to do that song too. Um, really? Yeah, he wanted to record it in his you know in his heyday. He did. Sure, sure. Um, so, oh my! I God. love it. It's a G- yeah. and, and the fact that all of this comes from your. Mind background and your yeah. ability yes it's an yeah. amazing to me that's yeah. why i have to i have to get you cheesecake girl because you've okay. got to hear every song is about a chapter in my life oh please do okay it's, oh god um, yes. now i have a couple of questions one you i again i was trying to google the lyrics and i couldn't find them anywhere but there's yeah. a line in there about someone leaving her dry that's a sex reference oh, I, that i'm aware yeah. of 
Yeah. What, yeah. what does that imply? She what does thought that of you as her Chevy guy. Yeah. Um, what do you mean, leaving her dry? What does it mean? That's what what do you think it, says, it means? Leave her dry. Well, I yeah. know what it means, but in relation to the... And you left her dry. Yeah. I know what it I means. Thought, I wondered in yeah. relation to a story about Jerry's pigeons. Oh, well, it, it doesn't have anything okay. to do with Jerry's pigeons. His pigeons just shit all the time, right? So <laughs> right. this is like, in my head, this is like we all get in trouble. Like yeah. going to the park and seeing this uh, girl get raped. But oh. Jerry's pigeons are above us all. Uh, oh, that I was see. I think that was pedal to the metal. I'm not sure. Oh, anyway, okay. I don't have the lyrics in front of me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I don't either. Uh, I know Something she thought of you as her Chevy guy. Hey, ain't yeah. it bad when it lands like it falls? Ooh, <laughs> Jerry's pigeons are above. Yeah, that's the one yeah, in Jerry's pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, make some references in there to like the Do Run Run and other yeah. you know, classic songs. Yeah. Did you just feel right to do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I do. Live on stage, it's a killer. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, believe you, it. You could just imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. And I love oh, the yeah. sleigh bells. And, oh, oh, yeah. Those well, are just the know. best. And Thank I love in the second verse, you introduced finger snaps. They weren't in yes. the first verse, but they're yes. in the second verse. Yes. And it just Boy, elevates you were really everything. listening, baby. Oh, of course. I love this album. Yeah. 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 yeah the finger snap. You know, I wanted to bring back the 50s, you yeah, know. You did so, it. Updated the doo-wop, version. You yep. know that that's my roots. Doo-wop is totally. totally my roots. I remember. Yeah. Yep. I remember. Yeah. Um, Goldie and the, what was the name of your band? Goldie and the Gingerbreads. Gingerbreads, that's it. Yeah. And then Ten Wheel Drive after yep, that. Of course, Ten yeah. Wheel Drive. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, tell me about, now, Night Ain't Long Enough. Why is right. it spelled like a knight in shining armor? <laughs> that's what the writer wanted to know. <laughs> really? <laughs> he didn't care. He was just so happy I wrote, I sang his song. Uh-huh, I just uh-huh. found an old email from him saying how incredible it was. He couldn't get arrested with his song. Mm-hmm. And then it took, uh, he said, the great Daniel Raven to sing it. And he, he got a lot of money for publishing because of that album. Good. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. He, he deserved, deserved it. it. Joe Drusick deserved it. He's what yeah. a writer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the night ain't long enough. What do you think that means? You know, I'm always thinking sex. Okay. Well, that's what the I assume. The doo-wop and all that. It was all about doing the fish, baby. Yeah. You know, the, the dance, the fish, you stand against the wall and I'll move. You know? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm writing a song called The Fish now. You Ooh, know? I didn't know it was yeah. called that. Yes. I definitely haven't had enough sex pressed up against the wall because I didn't know. I want to be the fish grinding against the wall. Yes. I am. Yes. Grind, honey, the grind. Yeah, I'm all about the 50s. You know, this is my roots. I learned how to speak English through the radios, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, this song to me sounds. Uh, like glam and blues mixed together. There's a very. This is more like a Bowie and a T Rex vibe I get from this one. There's a Absolutely. killer solo. There's that drop near the end, and then it kind of goes up an octave closer to the yeah. end of the song. Oh, you great drums. Oh, you should hear it live, man. Oh, okay. is it good live? I mean, it's killer live. But when yeah, the album, album just oh, the ahead. album was the perfect the perfect Genya Raven album. Oh, Those absolutely. two. And then you've got to hear what I've got now. I mean, okay. um, I want to hear it. 
Yeah, you're gonna yeah. hear it. I'm, I'm Did gonna. Did you ever it. go on tour with this album? Were you? Oh my God, yes. Oh okay. my God, John, John, okay. John. Oh, don't get me started. Look at this. You got three hours. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I had a road crew that I gave, uh, I gave nicknames to. Uh-huh. I had one roadie that was in charge of two other roadies. One roadie looked like a young, skinny Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. I mean, he was absolutely, and talked like this. You yeah, know, he comes yeah. from Staten Island. He's been yeah. in jail a couple of times, uh-huh. you know, but very loyal kind of guy, you know, yeah. and, and very overprotective. I mean, to the point of that one time he threw a kid out um, out of my dressing room uh, and he, it's in my book. It's hysterical. <laughs> anyway, so Beast, I used to say, Beast, you're the one that has to bring us on stage through a mm. microphone. I wanted his accent to go with my band. Yeah. Okay. We look like something out, out of Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> you know, the whole band. My drummer, I put dice in front of his, uh, mm. hanging dice in front of his yes. drum set. Yes. I had... I had uh, uh, Charlie Giordano with only suspenders and jeans, no shirt. <laughs> and I had, we did. We looked like heavy hitters from New yeah. York City. So yes. here's how he introduced <laughs> our band in San Francisco. Killed, killed the audience before we even got on. He goes, uh-huh. all right, you Donnie and Marie Osmond lovers. Move over for some real rock and roll. Kenya Raven and the Kenya Raven band. Well, the place went nuts before the lights went on. They went yeah. nuts. Okay? Yeah. Just uh-huh. by the way he introduced us. Yes. So, that's how we took our package on the road. I love and it. It was killer. It was I killer. love it. I love it. Yeah. I love the it. The Fillmore um, in San Francisco, we did, uh, uh, well, of course, you know, the, the Fillmore yeah. was a 10-wheel drive here in the state, yeah. uh, in New York, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, Beast, cool. his name was Beast, Beast. that guy, my, yeah, the head guy was Beast. And the guy that I work with now, he comes on all of the gigs, is Bat. He's from that batch of guys. As a matter cool. of fact, he's related to Beast. Oh, uh, yes, you know, it's in the so, family. It's yes. a family beast and bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I call the other Love one it. Geronimo or something. <laughs> He's totally out there. <laughs> so let me okay. tell you. I, oh, go ahead. I'm a, I'm a biker freak. I, I think you can mm. tell. You know, I yeah. am a biker mama, you know, so mm-hmm. I love it. And uh, one of the gigs we did with Beast, you know, being there and uh, uh, during our shows, I went outside because it was a biker bar, and they mm-hmm. loved us, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. how not? How do you not love, you know, the night ain't long enough and all of that. So yeah. anyway, Beast comes out, and I see he's white as a sheet. He's Italian. He's a little dark, you know, and then, but he's as white as a sheet, and he goes, what are you doing? I said, <laughs> I'm checking out the bikes. Why? Am I needed? He goes, go inside. I said, what? He oh. says, go inside. I don't want you out here by yourself. I said, you're ruining my sex life. <laughs> I told him, you're ruining my life. <laughs> you know, the guys were gorgeous. I mean, they were beautiful. I believe I'm it. I with almost all of them. 
And then Beast comes out, and the first thing he thinks is murder and mayhem, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, so wait, the best part is I'm, I'm in my dressing room after a show, and he comes in with this young kid that looks scared out of his head, and, and, and Beast goes like this to him. He goes, Ella, you tell her. He goes, I'm sorry. I went, sorry about what? Mm-hmm. And Beast said, I heard him say he didn't like your music. I looked at Beast. I said, Beast, not everyone's going to love my music, okay? You don't have to, you didn't have to threaten him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The kid was scared out of his mind. So not <laughs> only was he ruining my love life, you know, he, just, he was such a protector. You yeah. Know? yeah. He was such a protector. That's great. That's yeah. great. Um, okay, let me ask you about Do It Just For Me. The yeah. reason is this sounds like, this doesn't sound like anything else on the on the album. Right, right. That, uh, that introduction, that beautiful, like, Spanish flamenco Isn't guitar. It beautiful? Yeah. There were yeah. parts of it that almost made me think it, it could have led to, like, a John Denver song or something like that. Absolutely. And then it's you. Yeah. And then, and then it gets, you know, then, it, then it's yeah. me. It's like a full minute and a half of this beautiful yeah. acoustic guitar thing, and then it gets into yeah. you. A yeah. friend of mine, Stu Day, wrote it, you know? And, okay. uh And I heard him playing it at CBGB so many times, but in a different way, of course. Mm-hmm, See, mm-hmm. I'm really good at taking a song and making it mine, you know? I live mm-hmm. with it a while, and... Uh, <laughs> I try not to make it like it was, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some of them are so good. Like I did that Gene Chandler song that I have on my Icon album. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I fooled you this time. You remember that song? Yes. Well, it's on, you know. It's on Icon. A song like, yeah, it's on Icon. I mean, okay. you know, I will get it to you, okay? Please do. I, I promise. It'll come with okay. belly button. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay. So that, yes. that song was yeah, it was different. It was a different writer. He also wrote "Cornered" on that album. I, I was wrote. Say, I his wrote name Cornered. pops up a few times on. Yeah. Yes. Today. Uh huh. Yeah. How did you know him? Because "Cornered" is really good too. It's also another song that's a very another, different vibe to the rest. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just. Uh, he, Day is an incredible writer. The way they did it was, you know, it was okay. Um, uh-huh. There was no bridge. I wrote the bridge, but I didn't take any writer's credit, you know. <laughs> I wrote the bridge. And I changed the lyrics in a lot of the George, uh, a lot of Joe Drew's songs, but oh. never asked for credit, you know. Okay. And meanwhile, I'm the jerk that gives people credit for writing a chord. Well, you know, a chord is a chord, you know. And sure, also, they contributed. If it's a hit, I'm very happy to share it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, yes, I'm not going to say no to something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it gives the guys an incentive. Don't forget, my guys rehearsed for nothing for a long time. True. And True. they played with me for nothing for a long time. They mm-hmm. deserve to have their names on some of the songs. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I yeah. did. Share the love. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about Cornered because. Um, yeah. There's a couple things. First of all, it's it's one of the songs that's more driven by the riff, which isn't the case for all right. of these, but that one for sure, and the drums. And then mm-hmm. I wondered about this might be a super dumb question. Go ahead. Vamping. When you're a singer and, and the, song, the 
Yes, the vamping at the end of the song. You did it. You did it. And the, the, how do you know? Do you plan vamping out ahead of time? Do you go in there and just go yes. based on instinct? What do you do? Yeah, no. When I'm going to vamp, I, t- I tell, you know, just keep rolling the tape. You yeah. know, and I'm going to pick, yeah. you know, what I want to pick out of it. So, yeah, I'm a vamper. Don't forget where I learned my music. I learned music from jumping up in clubs and singing songs with bands where we all knew the songs to jump yeah. up with. True. I'm not going to be able to jump up with a band and say, can you play Eye of the Needle? Come yeah. on, they're going to go, what, what? You know, so everybody was doing covers. I come yeah. from doing covers. Jimi Hendrix comes from doing covers. All of us, all, mm-hmm. all the people that knew how to rock, believe yeah. me, they come from covers. Yes. That's what makes it really sad for, for me today to watch how the kids are are trying to get their music to sound like, mm. like what? Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. are no clubs that you can go and, and, and hone your craft. Yes. You know, I yeah. I found out later on in Goldie and the Gingerbread, in my band Goldie and the Gingerbread, oh, by the way, we are getting awarded. We got New nominated. England Hall of Fame or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it's not Cleveland, but hey, we're recognized and that's good. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, jumping up on stage, what I learned through jumping up on stage and doing Hold On, I'm Coming, Mm -hmm. Knock On Wood, Mm -hmm. uh, all the hits that were out that everybody Mm -hmm. was doing, and Felix Cavallari and the Rascals, they were Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. Sure. You know, we yep. were doing six shows a night. So when a girl comes in and sings two songs and says, I'm getting hoarse, I want to slap her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> try six shows a night at 40 minutes a pop. Right, right. You better not be hoarse after taking three takes on a song, right. you know. I understand right. it, but you know what? It was the club scene. It was the club it. scene that okay. honed yeah. my crap. I'll never forget the discovery of changing a melody within the chord that is there. Really? Oh, my God. That, you know, then I started to listen to Ray Ch- Ray Charles was my biggest inspiration. Interesting. I can hear that. I can oh, hear that. Oh, my God. He was huge. And King Pleasure. Okay. Yes. Matter of fact, I even had James Moody play on, on horn for me in one of the songs I did with my Columbia album. Oh, great. Uh, Moody's Mood for Love I did. Okay. Which, uh, Clive got very pissed off about because it was <laughs> jazz, a vocal jazz, you know. Four but anyway, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're a real singer, yeah. there is no separation. A good song is a fucking good song. That's right. Period. That's right. Yep. You know, and, yep. uh, I got yeah, it. that's okay. why Urban Desire is as good as it is. I mean, I you know, they're not all the same bag. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, rocking, you know. But yeah. let's yeah. let's talk about some of these covers because there are a couple on here that are so good. The first of which is obviously back in my arms again. Right, amazing. It's that yes. and Jerry's are probably my two favorite songs on the album. Really? You, I'm, yeah, I think so. I, I, it goes back and forth. I'm curious if you. Do you talk to Holland Dozier Holland beforehand, or do you no. clear anything with no. them? No. I don't have to clear when a song has been out. Yeah. You know, you don't have to clear it. Okay. You, I didn't know if there was any it. interaction there, or if it's just solely your kind of reinvention. No, they're, they're only too happy. They're only too happy. They make sure. money. Of yeah, course, they got true. the publishing. I don't. Yeah. They got the writers. I, I didn't write it. 
but man, oh man, I made it different. Yes, yes. You know? You did. And I love the background vocals, the woo-hoos. And I was curious when I was listening so often, you, we, you've talked about your love of like girl groups and yeah. actors, production. Yeah. Is, are you singing a lot of the background? And I'm doing all of the female background. You are. All so I wonder yeah. if there were any other women coming in and out. It was you? No. No. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So good. So I do all good. of my own backgrounds. Now I got a lot of people calling me to do backgrounds for them, which I do. Really? I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the other cover is the John Cale song, Darling. Yeah, Darling. Yeah, Darling. Yeah. Yes. And that one is almost more of like a barroom blues it song. It is. It is a barroom song for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that I got, you know, I wanted to do a John Cale song. And so I listened to a quite, quite a few of his songs. And then I went, I'm, I'm going to do Darling. Yeah. And uh, and I liked it, you know, because it's so mm-hmm. boogie. It's just trip music, you know. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you say that because when you sing in there, "Lucky to Be Alive" and "Kicking," uh, the way that you sing that particular line, it's almost it almost feels like Broadway. But you talking about stripper <laughs> or vaudeville yeah. yeah. or just a woman like yeah. you know, big high leg kick and throwing uh-huh. it. That's uh-huh. what I imagine you feeling when you sing that line. You are so spot on. You know, oh, you are oh, really good. a music, you're a music lover. Right well, now. and I love the, these albums of yours. Yeah. I listen to Thank them a lot. Thank you. Something yeah, I see I, you do. I mean, I do. nobody ever interviewed me and said I love the snap in uh, Terry Spinner. Who fucking recognized that? You me. Know, that's, those I are know. the sprinkles said, of well, pixie dust. That's what makes that good. That, that's where you differ from well, quite thank a few you. people that uh, have you. interviewed That's what me. I'm here for. Speaking Absolutely. of which, I wanted to ask you, I went back and listened to John's version of that song, which yeah. I didn't know uh, ahead of time, uh-huh. and his has some saxophone buried deep in the mix. You can't, mm-hmm. It's not overwhelming at all. Right. And I started to wonder, that is almost something that, because I don't believe there's any saxophone on this album, but it might no. have made sense to have like a David Sanborn or of somebody like that. Of course it would have made sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if I did when it again, you, I would. I wondered if you conceived these songs purposely without saxophone or it didn't occur Absolutely. to you or you didn't have the budget or what? No, 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 no. It had nothing okay. to do with budget at that point. That's the way I wanted it. My keyboard player, Charlie, is so good. Mm. You know, you hear him all over the place. He was attached to me at the hip, you know. Okay. Um, every rehearsal, I, I got together with him first, which helped me figure out what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do the arrangement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he was a great help for me. And, mm. um, you know, when when uh, there was the time that, uh, uh, you know, I started to yeah. drink a lot and uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I get it. After 20th Century Fox, I got pretty fucked up, you know. Yeah, yes. I believe it. It It happened. Really, it was really a hit. A hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rock Um, and Roll was just, you know, the 70s. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I had a Coke spoon. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, of course. Around your neck? Was it like a neck? Around my neck, and there was enough crust in there that I could have gotten arrested. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, let me ask you about messing around because yes. there's harmonica uh, on this, and there's a few other songs. Are you're the one playing the harmonica, yes. correct? Yes. Amazing. 
No one else is doing that, especially not women. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And I love playing the blues on it. Oh my God, yes. I love playing the blues on, on harp, you know? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. so this song reminded me, because it's got that killer slide guitar, and I thought it yes. almost sounds like a cross between Bob Seger and maybe something, almost something that like one of the hair metal bands would have done, a more of a ballad. Absolutely. You know, that that they could do it today. Yes, they could. That's what you I know? heard. Yeah. So I had the two guitar players do the same line. At first, I wrote the line. That's how I wrote that song. I wrote the line. On harmonica. So I knew that I wanted that to be my lick. And I had two guitar, my two guitar players do it simultaneously with my heart through the whole song every time I did it. it and them in harmony and then two harmony and one of them is in harmony to my harmonica mm. which is why it sounds as wild as it does and powerful yeah, you know? yeah. so yeah that's messing okay. around yeah. And there's also, going back to the backing vocals, the who-who's on there yeah. are so good, and they're all you. Yes, they are. It's stacked. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, we got a couple of songs left, but I'm bouncing around. I want to talk about shadow boxing real quick. Because oh, the my favorite at the song to sing. That's your favorite one? Okay. That's one of my favorite. That is one of my, and the sweetest one. Two of my favorite songs Okay, to that's sing. the one I'm getting to next. Yeah. Okay, good. Because the synth lines at the beginning of Shadowboxing, they right. almost sound like a cross between disco and yacht rock, in a way. From at the beginning of yeah. uh, Shadowboxing? Da, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. They're so different da, than da, anything da, else da. you've had on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a ballad It sounded singer. right. I, I yeah. love ballads. I mean, yeah. that's... When I get the chills from where I'm singing, what I'm singing, I know that that, that song is real deep yeah. down in my heart, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah, yeah. I get Do it. it Just For Me was another one, you know, yeah. I found myself alone at night, you know, God, yeah. just killer, killer songs, yeah. So, let me ask you this, there's a lot, first of all, the line, you're no artist, you're a country you're boy a country in a harness. country boy in a harness. What does that mean? Not. Um, you know, a country boy in a harness, you're, you're, you're not open-minded. You're, uh, you're, you're oh, a country sure. boy. You're, you don't know nothing. Got it. You're not. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're in a harness. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I get it now. You're not yep. an artist. You're a country yep. boy in a harness. And Got you're it. trying to paint your pain on me. Yes. Yes. I get it. Yeah. There's artist. also a lot of New York City references throughout the song and you're talking oh, there's yeah. at one point where you're like in the rain on Massachusetts Avenue Avenue yeah well first I was in Harlem <laughs> oh okay yeah right well let me see okay. where, how does it uh, uh, and if I only had your brains I'd have you on the streets hustling tricks for nickels the way you had the nerve to hustle That's me right. yeah right that was that. Yeah. now I'm on Massachusetts Avenue yeah. I try to get away from you yes you know, I love so it. it it's okay. a heavy, heavy fucking song. Yes, it is. Yeah, I love it. Heavy now, why do you yeah. like the sweetest one as well? That one. Oh my god! Because piano. that's me. It's me. Really? You know? Yeah. Yes. And the girls they prance around, smelling sweet and acting like their mamas did when they were young. <laughs> it's a hard life. Hey, I'd rather be. 
I'd rather be stuck with a monk kicking junk than to try to be the sweetest one. Yes. That's so mean, you know? Yes. It's like, yes. and he wrote it with me in mind. That's what really? he said. It was, right? I got I got a, uh, an email that I found in an old uh, disc. I don't know. I have to look at the, I have to look at it. I just found it yesterday. And it says, with that voice, I, I, went, I went home and wrote, sweetest one. Mm. You know, after he heard what I did with um, with a couple of his songs at rehearsals, yeah. absolutely floored him. And uh, he, he, I got a, um, I think maybe I'll send you a copy of what okay. he did. Yeah. He was knocking on doors trying to get a deal. Mm. He was just, uh, he, nobody, he couldn't get arrested. The minute I did those songs, you know, uh-huh. He got the best, I told you, he got the best publishing sure. deal. I mean, Joe you know, Drukas again. Yes. Joe Drukas, sure. he's no longer with us. Oh, he died geez. from a heart attack. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love him. I love, I love him. it too. This song, Sweetest One, of all the songs, reminds me, it, it feels like what life on a tour bus probably felt like. Run. I don't know why I feel that way, but when I listen to it, it's nothing about necessarily about the, the visuals or the lyrics, but it's the feeling. I'm imagining a band just going through long patches of like the Western United States where you're in between big cities. For some reason, that's what that song makes me think about. Is that weird? I know. Um, you said that. And, and um, no, I, but you know what? It could be. Mm. I'll tell you why. I mean, the, the traveling that we did as Goldie and the Gingerbreads, we were, you know, poor girls strapping it on, you know, yeah. going, we were going, we were going from, uh, that's in one of my songs. We were poor girls strapping it on. Mm. The rockers and the mods had so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is about the Rolling Stone tour, yeah. uh, which yeah. is on Cheesecake Girl. Yeah. Which is why I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I know why so it gives me that feeling. It just does. I just wonder. That's weird. Can you tell me in particular what line that would be? Like, I don't, like I was saying, I don't that? know that it's even a lyric. There's just something sort of mellow and rambling. Yeah, it just reminded yeah. me of a band sitting in the back of a tour bus mm-hmm. in, like, Nebraska or something, you know, and they're... <laughs> And they're just, it's a long way before the next day. It's a long way from Remington Street, baby. <laughs> yes. And they're just kind of strumming away on their instruments when they come up with something kind of mellow. And you're crazy, John. I'm glad to say that you're still the same. Baby, baby, still the same. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay, last song, Shot in the Heart. Ah, this one also, yes. this one, you know, it reminds Today. me. Yes. Today yeah. and it reminded me almost of something Motley Crue might have come up with a little bit later yeah. because they're yeah. they're hair metal but they're also really good pop songwriters pop rock mm. songwriters and then, so there was a vibe there to that and they're great hand claps. Thank you. Yeah. I had everybody standing around the microphone. They're yeah. not just me, honey. I'm sorry to say. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> group effort. I get it. And that song, I feel like, um, is a real vocal workout for you. Not that, I mean, every song, your vo- your voice is just so empowered on all of it. But for whatever reason, this one felt like even more of like, I have to work twice as hard on this track. It, it, it's true. Okay. Uh, because the whole idea of this song is not the feeling, but the message. Yeah. Message of the feeling, which is okay. shot in the heart. It don't matter. Shot in the heart. I don't care. 
gotten the heart, you know, and we've all felt that. We've all been there. Yeah. You know, you got a yeah. shot in the heart and, yeah. you know, it got you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to uh, write about, and it's not something I would have written. So when I heard that, I said, gee, I wish I had written that, you know? <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking with me, Genia. I just think you're John, I love best. talking to you, honey. You're the music guy. You are Thank the dude. You, you Thank are you for the saying dude. That. Well, oh, I, I mean love it. what you put in the world. I love it. You know, thank, thank you, you so much, honey. Uh, your your Dropbox. I'm going to send you a couple of things. Okay, uh, should I do, do it to Dropbox? Sure. Yeah, do that. Okay. I can go in there and get it. I wish. I kept thinking. I love these two albums from this time period of yours so much. Yeah. I wish there were 20 more, not just of you, well, but of you I producing my, other people. I sound might. Like I might surprise you. Well, oh, then listen cool. to Ronnie oh, Spector. Okay. I'm doing all the background. Yes, that's behind. true. There's Ronnie. And he, you mentioned Ian Hunter. He was making kind of similar albums around this time, too, that I really liked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you're just, you were you were so good. You're so good, Genya. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm of course. Still got it. I still, once I'm performing, I, I lose it. I get all wrapped up in my alter ego, you know? How and often do you that. perform now? Uh, Well... You know, now and then it's just like I'm making my own records. I have a studio yeah. here. Oh, so I'm, yeah? I'm okay. pretty, yeah, I'm working on stuff all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, one yeah. of these times I'm going to have to look it up and see when you're performing in New York oh, City. When I'm performing, I will let you know. Please do. Okay. I will you know make a special trip. Do? Can I tell you what I want to do? I want to get a trio and tell my stories between oh. the songs that I Yes. Sing. Yes. That's what I want to do next. That would be perfect. Yes. Yeah. Especially you and your stories. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. my God. I mean, you know, like Joe's Pub or somewhere. Yes. You know, that it. kind of thing. And make it very intimate, you know? Yeah. I love it. And break into it. song and tell them why. Sure. Oh, it would be so good. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll you'll know, John. I promise okay. you. Please All do. right? All so right. I'm going to send you a little package, baby. Okay. Please do. I love it. All right, there you have it. The excellent Genya Raven. I love, love Genya. She is so much fun. I just love those big personalities and those lifers. People who have been doing rock and roll their entire lives, and they have the wisdom and the, <laughs> the road tracks, you know, to talk about it. I love it. Um, and please get your hands on either of those albums. They're both out there on vinyl and CD again for the first time in a long time. And uh, especially, I hope you heard some things on here from Urban Desire that you like. They're both streaming. I bought them both on iTunes back when they when I first discovered her or, or was researching her to have her on the podcast the first time. And they're well worth it. They're fantastic. I'm working on another deep dive right now. It should be good. An 80s one-hit wonder put out a fantastic album the last few years and they're going to come back on and talk about that which i think will be a really interesting conversation okay huge thanks to yan obviously yan the man and uh to genya for putting it together thank you everybody we love you